this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the in focus podcast this is g sampath your host for today's episode the reserve bank of india's new norms and guidelines for recurring payments came into effect this month one of them for instance lays down that banks should send a pre debit notification to credit card holders 24 hours before an actual debit is done Uh, there are other requirements as well with regard to the nature and duration of an e-mandate for recurring payments and we shall get into those in the course of this podcast uh, what all this means is that from october 1st standing instructions with one's payments provider may not work without some additional steps this has already affected certain subscription services including media and ott subscriptions and unless all merchants and banks are fully equipped to meet the new requirements the disruptions will continue so what exactly are these new requirements for recurring transactions what prompted the rbi to come up with them and how will they change the payments ecosystem going forward we explore these questions and more with srikanth lakshmanan of cashless consumer a consumer collective that works on digital payments and closely tracks digital money and the fintech space in india Shrikant thank you so much for joining us and welcome to Infocus. Thanks Sampath for having me. Shrikant uh, to start with can you talk a little bit about what exactly these new RBI norms say? Yeah so uh, the RBI in 2019 August issued a directive regarding processing of card and wallet based recurring transactions. So what these directives say is a one time registration of all recurring transactions that happen through cards and wallets and RBI later in January 2020 extended the same for UPI which also offered recurring payments these guidelines broadly say two things so one is a one time registration of all recurring transactions as mandates and this registration has to happen with an additional factor authentication which would mean that as a consumer though i had uh, registered for a subscription service with my card or a upi details as of august 1 they have to recreate that mandate with my second factor authentication which means that i need to now go and authorize that recurring payment subscription with an otp and explicitly creating that mandate and the regulation additionally says that for any transaction that is over 5000 rupees an explicit approval is needed for processing the recurring payments as well so for transactions below 5000 rupees while only a one time registration of the mandate is necessary and a consumer action is needed for transactions that are above 5000 rupees a consumer has to approve of each debit that happens in a recurring fashion the regulations also say that prior to any debit the merchant has to notify the consumer and post every debit again the merchant has to notify the consumer about the debit and the regulations also say that the consumers be given a choice to cancel or modify the uh, subscription at their will so what uh, this means now the consumer has a control over managing their recurring payments okay so what are the kinds of merchants or businesses that are likely to be affected or undergo some disruption as a result of these uh, norms so uh, largely the subscription services have been in the digital economy so the ott platforms the some media houses and there are also some non profits which uh, take mandate based subscriptions there are also mutual funds and insurance providers who kind of take recurring payments but not 
many of them take it on card but nonetheless financial services industry does take a fair use this in some detail and so these uh, entities are now required and also digital service providers particularly uh, overseas digital providers so like cloud service providers or e-commerce providers and so on so these are the players who predominantly use subscription services okay are standing instructions for you know payment of electricity bills telephone bills those kinds of things are also are they affected by this so a standing instruction that is given via a card or a upi or a wallet are affected but standing instructions can also be given through checks so the ones that are given through checks are not affected the ones that are given through digital modes such as cards upi and wallets are impacted okay so i have found that in my experience many times you do some kind of a trial Uh, with a subscription provider you know some media house or some other web streaming platform and then you take a trial period and then you give your credit card details and then if you don't cancel it they start billing you and then uh, every month automatically they start billing and it's not very easy to cancel them so in that sense do these norms help consumers by making it more transparent and you know by breaking down this automatic renewal thing is it a, is it a good thing for consumers you think Yes it's good and there are places of inconvenience so for the average consumer the choice and control over managing subscriptions such as let's say for example as you said a lot of these digital platforms start with a free trial and then subscribe you onto a plan and there are other subscription services where you can set threshold limits where i say that i would like to do recurring transactions as long as my bill is until a certain amount and these are for instance in cloud services people can set what their bill must be and so these settings have historically been with the merchant and if the merchant allows modification of such uh, settings the consumer can whereas many uh, merchants don't actually allow this level of configurability and control to the consumer including cancellation so for instance even for cancellation a consumer have to request the merchant to cancel that mandate and has no other option and this i see as an important distinction why we have this regulation so for example this is again a first of its kind of a regulation globally because globally there is no such regulations on recurring payments everywhere else it kind of happens without a similar regulation but we have started this regulation predominantly i also think not just as a payments issue but also a large consumer protection issue particularly around the digital economy where as you said this service provider has your card or payment details and has a recurring payments mandate and it is upon that uh, service provider to cancel that when you cancel the service and you have no recourse so this is largely a consumer protection issue which rbi is also trying to fix because now you have with this regulation the consumer has the control to cancel even against a merchant who is let's say non cooperative so this kind of gives more control to the consumer on the flip side though there are two kinds of inconveniences so one is this directive meant that all mandates have to be recreated with the consent which meant that the consumers have to fill in a one time mandate creation now so what this means is that on the october 1st a lot of recurring payments failed and so that caused a temporary disruption now this is a one time disruption and once people create the mandate under the new format with the additional factor authentication this should be fixed the other disruption is that rbi has explicitly stated that any recurring payments over 5000 
even on a recurring mode needs explicit approval from the consumer what this means is in effect there can't be an automated recurring payments that is above 5000 rupees now this might work for most part of consumers for let's say small subscription services like an ott platform or a media outlet but as we uh, as the subscription economy grows i mean and i see this in the in the upcoming years especially with say shared mobility where people are going to start renting two wheelers and four wheelers the uh, amount of 5000 rupees would be a really small amount and they would now have to uh, as per this regulation they would have to explicitly approve the payment request uh, after receiving the pre debit notification uh, and not having this amount configurable by the consumer takes away the choice and kind of denies uh, the automated payment uh, facility for a certain class of consumers so ideally this should be configurable by the consumers and that will help so you're saying that where is the need for the rbi to fix this automatic uh, payment ceiling at 5000 why not let the consumer decide whether it should be 5000 or 2000 or 20000 is that what you're saying right right ideally that should be and that is what it is for general card limit usage today the rbi also sometime in 2019 uh, bought in regulations around card transactions as a whole not uh, for recurring payments where the consumer now has the option to set limits on how much the card can be used at each type of transaction type where uh, online offline uh, nfc and so on and consumer can set individual limits so such limit is kind of hard coded here in this uh, regulation though yeah now that you mentioned it for my net banking you know automatic bill payments i do set a limit right i i have the power to do that and i and i do use it so it, it's quite bizarre why some external authority will have to make the decision for me as a consumer isn't it right right sorry you were going to say something no 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 one other thing which i noticed from what you were saying is that you said this is the globally the first uh, such guideline or norm which has been brought in and uh, one of the things which struck me is like in the recent past i have i subscribed to an international newspaper based in the us and i found it very very difficult to cancel the subscription because they didn't have any uh, an easily accessible model for cancellation and you had to make uh, calls uh, to that organization uh, through a, to a call center where there was uh, never any response possibly because of time zone differences and so on so it was really a struggle to get the cancellation done now according to this guideline now those organizations which have uh, international organizations which have subscribers in india will they then have to modify their cancellation configurations in order for consumers in india to be able to uh, subscribe to them yes so they would have to uh, kind of comply and the way this regulation is being uh, implemented today is by having a set of intermediaries who would kind of manage compliance around the new set of regulations so because it is now impossible for a merchant to directly comply with the regulations so uh, a large part of merchants who are using subscription services for their consumers are turning to fintech providers who provide a package solution for compliance with this new regulation so either yes the, the international organization have to modify their payment flows to kind of comply with this regulation and get their solution certified or use the services of one of these aggregators who provide a compliance solution for the for this new regulation around recurring payments okay so it's clearly a, a huge disruption in the way payments have been happening uh, in this country so whether proper consultations with the different stakeholders done uh, before the rbi issued this mandate 
Yeah, so over the last three, four years, RBI has been operating in a mixed mode when it comes to seeking feedback prior to issuing any regulatory directions or deciding policies around digital payments. The infamous payments data localization mandate by RBI was actually considered a dictact by the Reserve Bank uh, and it came under heavy criticism for not following a consultative approach to deciding policies. And since then, RBI ha- does release draft policy regulations and seek public feedback but have not done so consistently. To answer this question on this issue of recurring payments, RBI refers to a request from industry stakeholders in its original August 2019 circular in which it laid down the guidelines uh, and it did not seek any feedback. So it was again ticked at, uh, if one could say so. Uh, And originally this was to be complied by September 2019 and there were repeated requests from the industry stakeholders to kind of seek for an extension. Uh, And this besides COVID is probably the reason why it has taken two years for this uh, regulation to come in force. Uh, And the consultation with stakeholders probably happened for the industry stakeholders post facto, which is why there were like repeated uh, deadline extensions. But there were no public consultation that happened for this directive. Okay. So now this directive, uh, which uh, has happened with, let us say, uh, less than optimum level of consultations with the various uh, stakeholders of the industry and elsewhere, uh, does this maintain a level playing field between the various players in the payment settlements market, say between the various digital e-wallet guys and the card companies and so on? So, yeah, the leveling the playing field, I see this at two levels. So one is basically the relationship between the merchant and the consumer, right? Which previously the consumer was at the mercy of of merchant to cancel the subscription as you were having the difficulties with the subscription provider. Now the control lies with the consumer. And in fact, the merchant is kind of obligated to provide value because the merchant is not going to have those forgot to cancel consumers because the pre-debit notification kind of gives a nudge to the consumer saying that uh, there is money going out for this particular subscription. So this, the consumer now has choice and control to cancel the subscription. At an industry level on payments, the current implementation also inverts the relationship between banks and fintechs when it comes to the knowledge of the subscription economy. So previously, individual banks of consumers and merchants were and payment networks or were the only ones with the knowledge of uh, the size and scale of subscription economy. And this implementation merely through the complexity of the regulations kind of practically forces uh, everybody merchants to use these aggregators who provide a compliance solution for this regulation as a package solution what this would mean now is that these three or four entities who offer this compliance solution will now have between them all the subscription economy data as to what's the size and scale of each merchant and what's the subscription payments of every other consumer. And this has led to a centralizing of all subscription economy data, which these entities did not have access to before. So prior to this regulation coming into force, this data was dispersed between multiple banks and there was no kind of centralization. So this also kind of inverts the relationship between banks payment networks and the new age fintechs who offer these, let's say, compliance solution. So this centralization also is a cause of worry for consumers and merchants as they now generate more data trials and concentrates power into these few aggregators. So in that sense, it also inverts the relationship between the banks and the fintechs. Okay, that's an interesting point. I mean, I haven't really come across this perspective before. 
So you are saying that what this uh, regulation does is to sort of takes the subscription related data which is uh, disaggregated between the banks of various uh, businesses and the banks of consumers and uh, concentrates and channelizes them into the hands of uh, three or four companies who are in the compliance uh, business. Is that what you're saying? Right, right. And by extension, RBI kind of, because these compliance uh, entities are again uh, regulated by the RBI, RBI now has visibility to this data. I mean, and visibility and access to this data. So this will probably also not just decide things around payments, but let's say in future could be used to decide on various things on what's the size and scale of subscription economy and so on. Who are these four or five companies like which help in? Are they private companies or are they like government mandated or government statutory bodies? So these are uh, payment aggregators who are licensed by the RBI. So two providers who provide compliance solutions for the card-based mandates are Buildesk and RazorPay. On the UPI front, there are again, practically any UPI provider can also become an UPI auto pay uh, compliance provider. But by the market share of UPI, again, it will be like largely phone pay and Google pay. Okay, it's interesting you mentioned about the market share of UPI, but isn't the UPI uh, exempt from these new norms? And uh, if it is exempt, is this how, how does it sit with the cards industry? I mean, is, there, is it like unfavorable to the cards industry in any way? Yeah, so when RBI released this uh, directive first in August uh, 2019, this was specifically only for cards and wallets. And there were these uh, particular concerns about regulation neutrality. And RBI subsequently in January 2020 revised these to include these regulations being applicable for UPI as well. We haven't heard a lot on UPI because probably it's not widely used, especially in the section that's actually effectively hurt. The section that's effectively hurt is that set of population which uses the recurring payment transactions specifically for the merchants abroad, like you said, the international media organization and so on. So, uh, And these merchants are the ones who have not also, uh, who have kind of caught off guard with this regulation because they have not kind of seen uh, this to happen. And hence, the consumers of these services are kind of voicing out and saying that their subscriptions are, payments are failing and so on. Whereas these regulations, as it stands today, it applies for UPI also. And so that assumption is not uh, fair today. Okay. So now going forward, what can customers and uh, merchants uh, do to sort of uh, get along with these norms and fix things so that, you know, things operate smoothly? The individual banks of both merchants and consumers are increasingly becoming compliant to these solutions. So as from the merchant side, there are these aggregators who provide these services to comply with this regulation. So the merchants can then use one of these aggregator services to comply with this regulation. Uh, From a subscriber's, from a consumer point of view, they need to reach out to their merchants and then say that, give me a compliance solution because this doesn't work. And this is increasingly happening. Most of the widely used subscription services have migrated to one of these solutions over the course of last 15 days. And so what consumers need to do is to get the e-mandate created with the one-time authorization, which now gives them choice and control to cancel subscriptions and manage them in future. But for consumers who are having payments above 5,000 rupees, they would have to manually approve of each uh, recurring debit. 
and for merchants who are abroad they would have to uh, figure a way out to comply through these aggregators and this is where maybe some merchants who might not want to take on the extra cost might drop off or some merchants would kind of bundle the cost of compliance to pricing of their product okay okay so uh, going forward what do you think are the likely long term consequences both uh, positive or negative of uh, these regulations so the positive part is that consumer now has choice and control over their subscription uh, and this is good for consumers and the negative consequences for me i see is the data centralization around subscription data now there are possibly multiple issues not just let's say centralization of data but also say privacy issues now i don't want a private third party to know of all the media subscriptions that i hold today but now this regulation kind of makes that explicitly available to certain providers now these are some of the things that have to be fixed beyond payments regulation probably in the data protection law or something but these have to be considered because these are real risks and i mean the the negative is essentially that rbi by not following a consultative approach did not kind of seek feedback into these pillow effects while the intent of providing the consumer with choice and control is appreciated the way it is implemented and the consequences of it for both consumers and merchants and the ecosystem players are very different and those could have some negative consequences for certain kind of businesses right Uh, we are running out of time shrikant any final thoughts on uh, from the ordinary consumer's point of view what would broadly speaking a policy approach to payments look like and how close or far from it are we uh, with the rbi today so while rbi has done a series of things uh, to protect consumer interest uh, what's kind of lacking is uh, are two things one is a consultative approach to regulation making which as in this case could have not made a lot of these disruptions and glitches for the consumers and uh, the merchants and the other is also to see the effectivity of the regulations to give an example from the past the otp regulations in india were also the first of its kind in the world and today practically every digital payments fraud happens with an otp so likewise though the regulations are meant for certain good intentions it's also important to kind of review the regulations periodically in a transparent and accountable manner to have data and publish them to say that this regulation works effectively or if there are areas of improvement keep revising them in a transparent and public fashion which is probably what's needed for protecting consumer interest when it comes to digital payments right i think these are both very very important points both the concerns about data centralization as well as the the lack of uh, consultative uh, approach in terms of uh, framing and you know coming out with these uh, new regulations i mean i would definitely be worried if all my media subscriptions you know the details about it were available with some unknown private parties and how that might be used we don't know anyway thank you so much uh, shrikant for sharing your comments and insights on this very important uh, subject it was a pleasure talking to you thank you so much thanks for having me sir In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by the Hindu.
We'll see you soon.